at it again. Birdie's not BS. Dougie Smith here with the lovely, the legendary Miss Maggie Noel. What's up, Maggie? Hey, Dougie. Thanks for having me Man, back. It's been a while since I've seen you, girl. How you been? What's, what's, what you got going on? Listen, life is good. Um, I'm still kicking. Business is doing great. Still can hit the golf ball, so I think all is well. How about you? You still busting people's ass out there. That's what you said in, oh, in the sure. sneak tip. She was like, "I'm st don't let don't let the the impressive faces fool you. You got the whole. You know, I know you got the microblading business, but I know you you know can still go out there and get it. I feel like I saw you playing on the gram like last week, man. How you how how do you do that? Like, because I know you don't play as much as you're used to, right? Like, Listen, how do you kind of nearly none? But what it's it's kind of sort of when you've been playing this long, kind of like riding a bike. When you get back out there, you still got it. I still got it. And I mean, my swing and ball contact was A1, so. <laughs> Let me, uh, where do you get that bike from? That's what I need to know. Like, where where did you purchase that bike? Because if it's like riding it's a bike, natural. I need to be on that one. Oh, <laughs> it's shit. all natural. I, I need some help then because I've been trying to play lately and it has been uh, the struggle bus. You got a bike, I got the bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. I have no pressure going on over here. So when you got all that pressure on you, it's a little different. Uh, right. I, I think it's self-inflicted, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Plexico Burris' gunshot wound. Like, my shit's self-inflicted. I feel like sometimes when I go play golf, I try to be lighter on myself, right? Like, I hit a bad shot. Okay, great. But do you find, like, the, the old you still, like, mentally there? And it's like you want to get really angry. But it's like, I ain't hit a ball in six weeks. Like, what am I, like, man? Oh, for? yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes when I hit a bad shot, it's like, dang it. But then I'll be like, oh, but bro, like you haven't hit a golf ball in like forever. <laughs> but you know what you're doing wrong. So with me, what I kind of do is if I hit an errant shot, I usually know what I'm doing wrong. So I'll usually, you know, go and try to, to work on whatever I know that I, I mean, because I've been playing for forever. So Maggie, you're only 22, so I don't know how long forever is. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we forever young, Doug. <laughs> hey, forever young. That's what it is. Maggie, look, there's no better person in the world to have this conversation with. And I'm glad you're back in here, Birdie's Not BS, Maggie Noel, co-homie edition. Because I want to talk about how to use your golf, how to use golf to grow your network, right? Like, because we've all been in scenarios where it's like, hey, anybody play golf? And it's like, and you're invited to do some dope stuff. Like yeah. we've all been in those scenarios, and it's not—it's not something that's really intentional. I don't think people play golf. I mean, people—some people do, and they suck. Like the people that intentionally come in to get off to like grow their network. But if you're genuine, I think the better you are at the game, the bigger your network because people want to play with you. That—that's—that's that's a fair statement. I mean, I yeah, that's tr pretty true. But I mean, take it to the bare minimal as far as actually being a golfer. You know, when I used to teach golf, I used to have um, ladies clinics, okay? And when I was having these ladies clinics, what I was telling them was, hey, don't even worry about being a professional. Don't even worry about playing that great. This is just to kind of get you in a situation or in an atmosphere or a paradigm where if you were invited to a golf tournament, which a lot of these corporate businesses and corporate companies have and host, you know, if you are invited, I want you to say, yeah, I can go because you're familiar with the golf arena. And so when you're there, whether you know how to play or not, you know what a birdie is, you know what a par is. So you can hold these conversations with these corporate big guys or corporate whoever to conduct any type of business or, you know, and a lot of times corporate guys, they're really impressed, especially when a female or anybody just has some type of inkling idea or can hold a conversation about golf because I'm just going to say it. 10 out of 10 of these people in, in the corporate world own a set of golf clubs. 
or have a membership somewhere. So, ten, you know, ten, ten I out of ten, use it as a tool. Said. Ten out of ten, you know, use it as a tool to leverage literally your network, you know, because who knows what, you know, relationships you can build from just knowing something about golf, you know? Now, I think it's interesting, like, when you talk about golf networks, I think when I look back at it, like, where, where we sit right now, like, when I look at even how I know you, you are a product of golf networking, right? Like, yeah. you know, you and I met, like, 2000, I think it was, mm -hmm. like, the Bill Dickey there at uh Oh, good Disney times, wasn't it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, we go way you know back, what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't gonna Bill tell Dickey. nobody else, though. Bill Dickey, um, it was fun. And and the thing about golf is it's it's all of it. It's you know talking with the pros, the sponsors of events, the the the, the people that are actually playing in the event, the event staff, because you never really know who who, who you're going to bump into. So networking kind of covers the gamut because you can start as young as as it goes because you never know who people are going to grow up to be. So my thing is with with networking, like being a decent player and being aware. I think you hit something on the head, Maggie. Being aware. Uh, of the game and what like even where to like where to stand if you're at a, a tour event as a spectator or if you do get called into a, a scramble like knowing how to be the best putter like those things are, are are paramount as as we we look to grow our network and and I, I I hate to say grow network Maggie and because it sounds intentional like you know it what I'm what saying it is yeah I know but like I feel like when I look at my my network and my golf you know background it, I, it's just more being cordial and keeping in contact. You know what I'm saying? Keep in contact with people that you do meet, you know, in golf or around a game or somewhere else. It's just, you know, if you stay in contact with these people, they rock with you. Like, yeah. that's, that's really the gist of it. You know I'm what I mean? Like, I say golf definitely brings people together um, because, you know, and we know this just from playing as long as we've been playing, but it builds character, you know, builds a lot of character. So, you know, when you're looking to grow your network, Let's say you're playing with somebody and they just like how you conducted yourself on the golf course. Okay. Yeah. And now they want to do business with mm -hmm. you or just get to know you as a person or just have somebody that you can call on or talk to, you know, what it doesn't even have to be about business, but whatever it's about, somebody because of your mannerisms and because of how you conducted yourself and how you, you know, pl not even necessarily played shows a lot about a person. And so I mm -hmm. think, you know, that's something that a lot of people don't really realize. You could learn a lot about a person how they react to a bad shot, if they're honest on the scorecard, you know, things how like that. How they deal with adversity. How they deal with adversity, how they carry a bad, you know, to the next hole. If they had a bad hole, do they carry it, you know, with them to the next hole? Yeah. Um. So I think a lot of that stuff has to do with building your network and who, you know, who you are as a person, to be honest. Select, it's like network selection, right? Mm -hmm. You get to kind of select. You know, it's funny. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, it's something that everybody needs to hear because everybody's heard the old cliche, the old adage, all business is done on the golf course. No, it's not. No, it's not. All business is not done on the golf course. But I'll tell Most you what is. is done. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but no, this is my point. You also learn who you cannot do business with oh, on the golf course. Sure. So people be like, oh, let's go play golf. Be careful if you take that invite because you might be judged and you might get yourself you know, in a situation where you thought you was going to get a deal or do a deal and you got bounced off because you was an asshole of an individual for throwing clubs and dropping profanities, et cetera, et cetera, because some of these cats bring you to the course so they can kind of see the cut of your jib. Like, you know, I, like Maggie just mentioned, like, I mean, you said it best. They, they out there looking at how you deal with these adversities. How do you deal with a bogey? How do you deal with hitting a ball out of bounds in the water and, or hitting a squirrel on a tree? Like, how are you reacting? And is it, it's a question, it's a conscious act. Like, can I actually do business 
with this individual? Can I, mean, I can I trust this person? At the end of the day, yes, because the fault is still going to fall on you. You know, why are you acting this way? That's actually good for mm -hmm. the person who is inviting you. They're inviting you specifically to see how you carry yourself on a golf course. And if you go out there and you act the ass, then that's going to tell them this may not be somebody that I want to do business with. It may give you the short end of the stick, but at the end of the day, that was the whole intention of even inviting you in the first place. So I think golf builds character. So if you are that person that, you know, breaks clubs and all that, that stay your butt out on the golf course a little bit longer because you need to learn how to mm -hmm. control that. <laughs> we might need some, like, we might need to go get, call Maggie. She's in Houston and get, get a lesson situated. <laughs> Maggie, that's only the first part of the question that I want to yeah. talk about in this episode because... You know, it's talking about how to get your golf network, how to leverage your golf network, but we've got to now do business and yeah. or establish businesses. Maggie, you've been someone that uh, you've had 30 jobs or businesses that you've started, I feel like, since I've known you. And I ain't trying to put you on blast, but I do expect to see you somewhere sitting next to Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> how has golf served you, Maggie, as you've taken the relationships from the course and into business? Man, um, I would say I was really blessed and really lucky with how I was able to transition from, you know, what people knew me as initially as she plays golf on all social media um, platforms. And the reason why was because, you know, I look different. You know, I've got tattoos, I have piercings, I have short, funky hair, but I was a really good golfer. And so I think a lot of people appeal to that. And not only that, but I was a damn good instructor. I carried myself well on the golf course. I, I was great, okay? I'm just going to pat myself on the back, okay? Do that. Um, you did. You got trophies. You, know? to, you got trophies to prove it. Like, you got um, trophies. Like, there's no other trophies, better proof. You know? Right. Exactly. So, um, so I had a pretty big following um, at the time when I was teaching and when I was playing. So when I was able to transition, I already had that network with me. So really, whatever it was that I was doing or whatever new business I was opening or starting, I had an audience. So for me, it kind of worked in my favor, you know, because, again, people already knew me for one thing. Um, even though I didn't do it anymore, people still want to come and support whatever it was that I was doing. So whether it was taxes, it was teaching golf, it was, you know, doing eyebrows or tattooing somebody's hairline. They, and it was funny is I still get clients to this day that will be like, oh, you know, I used to follow you on your on your golf page. And so I knew who you were from way back then, girl. So it really surprised, not even surprised me to this day, but it really makes me happy that, wow, like people knew me from way back when and still support me to this day with what I'm doing. I feel like golf actually has like a, a baked in like board of advisors for everybody that plays this game, right? Like if you play golf and you're at the course and you're consistent, you're going to be around people that, that have, you know, some of these ABC C-suite titles, you know, some of these letters, CEO, COO, CMO, you know, some of the, a lot of these people go to golf, it's their respite away from, from the office. And, you know, and being that individual that can just be cool. Like yeah. how much, how much just being cool, Maggie, like, and I'm not being cool, like trying to put on a front. I'm just saying like literally chill, like just neutral. Like, how you doing, sir? How you doing, ma'am? Like doing just, just being yourself, you know, with, with the way golf already has a network kind of around it, you could really ascend. I mean, look, I'm here as a product of the game of golf. Look, you know, For I got, sure. we do the podcast here, do a couple other things and got a job. Like all For that sure. comes from golf. All that has yeah. come from like, like you know, how I've treated people, or I feel like I've treated people. I feel like I haven't pissed too many people. 
Because there's a couple, two yeah. or three people that I've actually had to tell them where to go. Let's just be honest. I'm not right. afraid to do it. Right. But I feel like putting yourself in a position over and over and over and over. And you know what? Now, as I'm saying this, I just, something just hit me. One of my good friends, Kevin Scratchin. I got paired with this guy one day. And of course, in Jersey, I was playing public golf. We just got paired together. And we've we've been the best of friends, and the guy does like the insurances for my cars now. This it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But it's just like, I I trust this dude because I've seen him for eighteen holes. Yeah. You know you know somebody after eighteen holes for sure. And I've got relationships that I've met on the golf course way back when, even just like old sponsors who have become family friends that I can literally go to them for anything. You know, they were sponsoring me when I was, you know, in high school and in college and when I was playing a little bit professionally. But to this day, I'm invited to Christmas dinner and they're like family and I go and travel with them and, you know, get yeah. to, you know, just hang out and kick it because they know me, they play with me, they see my mannerisms, they see how I conduct myself and they know that I'm a great person. And so when people see that you're a great person, They'll always want to be in your network and always want to be in your corner. We're interrupting this episode because my friend Cheyenne Woods and I want to tell you about something that's changing the way that we practice putting at home. That's right. We use the Perfect Practice Putting Mat, which is trusted by more than 100 tour pros. Hey, including Masters champion Dustin Johnson. And here's why he loves it. When I'm at home, I've got my putting mat that I can hit some putts on when I'm on the road. I've always got one with me. You know, it keeps me consistent. That's why I've had such success this year. You can make the putts inside 10 feet, and you're going to play well. The perfect practice putting mat makes it easy for you to practice at the crib or at the office. Plus, it's kind of dope, too. Like, you can display it proud. Like, have it wherever you want to, but just use it before or after you're around, and you'll make more putts. If you're serious about shooting lower scores and you just want to stay in the house, the perfect putting mat is what you need. It's the one golf item you'll buy this year that will change your game. Go to perfectpractice.golf and use the code birdiesnotbs to save you some loot. Hey, you're going to save 15% on your order. Who don't want to do that? Head to perfectpractice.golf to start draining more putts. Hey, how do you how do you stay in contact? Like are you are you intentional? Or do you just drive down the road like and just be like, I haven't talked to so and so in a while. Let me hit him up. How do you how do you, you know, keep your your network bearing fruit, if you will? That sounds so like negative, but I, I mean that in a positive no. way. Um, you know, I kind of I'm not really on social media as much as I used to anymore. Um, I am on Facebook. You just, yeah, you know, you, that's I, how I, you, that, I'm you not just proved lie. how old you are. I'm not I'm old lie. now, I'm on Facebook. Listen, I'm <laughs> I tell this to a lot well, a lot of my students that we teach and we train. I say, you're going to get to a point where you want to disappear, okay? Like, you, you don't even want to be out there like that no more. Like, you want to be undiscoverable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, I promote our business the most on social media. But, you know, Facebook, okay, it's real old school-ish. But a lot of, like, my um, people that I grew up playing that are a little bit older, we communicate on Facebook mostly. Um, I'm not a very big phone call person. I will be honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm an introvert. Okay. I am naturally an introvert. Like it's, oh, all right. That makes sense. I'm kind of one of those socially awkward people. Like I hate phone calls. Like I'm one of those, like, is this textable? Like, Hey, you call me. Can you text me? <laughs> so, so this is I killing you text. right now. This is killing no, you. No, <laughs> this is great. This is fine. But like phone calls, I just feel like you're invading my privacy and my me time. <laughs> but you know, I'm a texter, um, Facebooker. You know, Instagrammer See, for business. So, yeah. 
See, I'm a call first. See, that's why we don't get. This is why I don't hear from you. This is why I don't. This is why it's hard for me to keep in contact with you, man. Because I called you twice today before we got on this call, and it went straight to voicemail. You must be screening my calls specifically. I see how it is. I see how it is. But no, like, and I think that's that's crucial too for for any business medium too. Like everybody doesn't communicate this at this like the same way. Like some people, like I got friends that have my number that will hit me in my DMs. It's like, dude, you have my number. Text for me or sure. call me. Like, why are you why are you DMing me on Instagram? Like yeah. why, why are you commenting <laughs> like you on my a post for me to hit you up? Like right. you can literally call me today. But as we're talking about networking and transitioning your network into business, all these things are mediums or these mediums, you have to actually like understand how people yeah. receive their information the best. Because yeah, I, I just call me. I'm a call call me first. Don't don't text me and all this other stuff. Call me. Because I'm I'm call, text, email. If you if you really don't want to hear from me, send me an email. That's right. like rule number. Like, and you're see, not I'm, get I'm text, email. Call me. <laughs> like I oh, literally see, no, hate talking we, on the phone. We, we the opposite. So we 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 gonna have to text Maggie because I <laughs> we'll never have a conversation. So Maggie, look the one thing I just need to understand is: yeah. Did you ever feel uncomfortable? You know, you you've started multiple businesses. You've needed money to start businesses. Like, have you ever felt uncomfortable going into your your golf network or any network? And like asking for for you know either seed money or or a capital investment et cetera et cetera. No, <laughs> I did not. Because <laughs> no, you know it's I, like it's your it's your golf people and it's like we're cool, but people. I also need to start this business. It's your golf. Well, to start my businesses, I didn't ever borrow any money from anybody. But Ooh. growing up, um, growing up, I had you know sponsors or I won't even call them sponsors because they're like family. They're literally like family to me. But they literally like took care of me and my golf needs in high school. So this isn't even professionally yet. Okay. This is not even collegially yet. But people that really took care of me since I was in high school, meaning they helped me get my first car, you know, helped me get a good set of golf clubs, had me, um, gave me access to their country clubs to practice and to their, their golf instructors, you know, one of the best, Paul Marchand. That was my golf instructor all at the expense Damn, of. That explains everything at the expense of my sponsors when I was younger. So whenever I needed anything for them, whether I was holding, hosting a fundraiser or just needed money for just something or just anything, I always felt comfortable with going to them and asking them, you know? So, but as far as like businesses go, I, to this day, if I needed something, I can almost guarantee you if I were to reach out to them, they would be there for me. Oh, see, we, we got to find some more of those people in, in, in everybody's life. We I've need some blessed. of those. We need some of those. No, but that's that. But that's that goes to show you, like, the power of the game. Like, sure. goes to show you the power of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't if you look were super, like me. They didn't look like if my you family, were super you know, mediocre. Yeah, <laughs> but if you exactly. if you if you were super mediocre with no with no home training, I doubt you might have that opportunity. Right. right? Like, but right. you know, you come from a good household, so it's like yeah. I get it. I understand it, man. So, no, nah, I love that, Maggie, and I think. I think, you know, in this episode, I hope people are hearing some some ways to keep in contact and, and leverage their networks and leverage the conversation with the network as it relates to business. Because I'll be honest with you, to this day, I've never interviewed for a job. I've never actually applied to a job. Never. I've never, like, Isn't applied. that a blessing? And it's a, it's a blessing. Don't get me wrong. But it's also a result of, you know, taking the time to get to know people and, and, and asking for help. You know what yeah. I'm saying? 
like to, to ask for, hey, do you know somebody that can that can put me in contact with such and such? Or, or, or hey, I, I got this idea that I want to do this when I grow up. You know anybody that can help put me in contact with whomever? Like, you know you what know I'm saying? Cliche. Like, it's a cl- the cliche is true. It's not what you know, but who you know. And so you we, find a lot of quality people in the sport, in golf. Yeah. You know, golf, I, and I'll say this before we transition into the next segment because, you know, they about to slide into the DMs. But look, my mom literally dropped me at the golf course when I was a kid. Like, she dropped me off and threw me the deuces. She'd give me $10 on a Saturday. She'd leave me at the golf course and leave. Like, I'm like 11, 12 years old. But you know what? My mom, like, this is a true story. But what my mom understood, Maggie, was that there were a lot of wonderful people from all walks of life, even in Kentucky at the time, and she knew I was in a place, and the world's different now, okay? It's, yeah. it's a completely different world. So I'm not, yeah. parents, I'm not telling you to drop your kids up at the course and throw them the deuces, <laughs> but what I am saying is, Actually, if you are going to drop your kids, if you are going to drop your kids somewhere and throw them the deuces, the golf course is probably the best place to do so. Yeah, I agree. All right, Maggie, we got to get to it. All right, let's do it. They're going to slide the DMs. Let's see who it is right now. You know, we open up our DMs, Birdie's Not BS on Instagram and Twitter. We go out and we say, hey, yo, hit us up. What kind of questions do you have? What do you want to hear? David M., we're going to give it to uh, D.A. Mill or DeMille23 on IG. Says, hey, I work in the corporate world. My VP is a big golfer. I heard he's legit. Me, I enjoy the sport, but my game ain't the best. I can easily shoot in the hundreds. Maybe squeeze a 95. Should I hold off playing with him until my game is better, or do I just go as is? That is a fantastic question, David. I'm going to let Maggie take the first swing at it, and I'm going to see if I can't do something with it. Maggie, should David play with his, with his boss? I think so. Why not? You know, um, get out there. Have some fun. Learn the guy. You know, it's not at this point really about the golf game. It's about, you know, character. It's about, you know, how you carry yourself just being out there. Not necessarily how you play, you know. I, I think that's the least important part about, you know, actually being out there with this with him. So I would say go out there, have fun, enjoy it. If you can drink beer, have a beer, enjoy the scenery, enjoy the nature, One and beer. just have fun. One beer. <laughs> you know, the thing is, it's like, are you being invited to play golf, David? That's what I'm trying to understand. You don't really tell me here. I feel like Steve Harvey in a strawberry letter right now. Like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> ooh, all right, I'm sorry. But no, like... I don't think you should hold off. I'm with Maggie that. I'm with Maggie there. But I think there's some things that you need to do to be re- to, to, to get ready to go play with this cat. All right? Don't hold off. Go play. Get your swag together. Go out there and buy you something that, that matches. You know, listen to the fashion segment. Get in the previous episodes. Go to the fashion segment. Get to read to get you right. But here's what I will say. If this is something that is on your mind, what I would do is I would go find my local PGA professional. I'd get a golf lesson, set up a like little two-pack or a three-pack, and give yourself two weeks, three weeks a month to where you're going to actually try to, you know what I'm saying, improve your game. Because, look, if you're thinking about playing with this guy, odds are you already want to be better. You said you shoot 100 and a 95. So I know you're keeping score and you want to be better. That's cool, and I admire you for it. But number one, when you do go play golf with this individual, yeah, he's a VP and he can do wonders for your career, but don't go out there with a chip on your shoulder. Go out there and be who you are, but quickly. (laughs) Maggie, (laughs) quickly. Nothing sucks more than a slow golfer, so I agree. (laughs) Pick up the ball. Pick up. Pick it up. Like, just 
Just Bogey be like, is your you know friend. what? Bogey is your friend. Look, let me tell you something. If you really want to impress somebody and you're a, you're a 20 handicapper, <laughs> when understanding, hey, man, I'm going to just meet you on the next tee or y'all want something from this. I look, I hit over here by the Bev cart. Hey, I got this round on me. Y'all finish the hole. I'm going to meet you on the tee. Like little situations where you can look dope in the same right. way. So, look, I... I don't be slow, David. Please. There you go. Don't Please. don't be slow. Go play with the homie, but use the time that you got to go ahead and get yourself right. You know, call yeah. your local PGA professional or, or your homie that plays, or get you an Instagram lesson from one of these ten thousand people that says they can teach. Matter of fact, you can shoot Maggie at DM. You know what I'm saying? See if yeah, she'll I'll look at your golf swing. Yeah. That's all it is. So, David, we appreciate you sliding in the DMs right here. Birdie's not BS, but Maggie, that's all the time that we got for this week. Right. Girl, it goes so fast when I'm talking to you, man. Damn it. You know what I I'm saying? So like, I, I appreciate you stepping in here being the co-homie. Uh, the second episode. So I'm, I'm super excited, Maggie. So thank you so much. Everybody, y'all know what to do. Birdie's not BS, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Birdie's not BS. Wherever you download this, share it. You know, your people need to see Maggie and me. We try to help you get your <laughs> golf game right. Give you network advice. Maggie, how do the people get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me and my company, Impressive Faces, on Instagram and Facebook at Impressive Faces without the I in the front. Not, it's just impressive. Impressive. I like how you kept it you know, like hood Maggie. bougie. Like it's like bougie. <laughs> it's kind of bougie. Because it's like, but it's kind of ratchet too. Right. Like it's, it's really, it's super Houston. Like I feel like that's it's super, super Houston, Houston, Texas. It's but like, guess what? We international, like, baby. <laughs> But the thing is, you you always got to say that, don't you? It's like it's impressive faces without without the eye. Without the eye, because like, people will put the eye guys... all day and never find us. <laughs> I love it. Well, Maggie, guess what? Your eyebrows look fantastic, girl. Thank Keep doing you. your damn thing. All right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and I appreciate you right here. Birdie's not BS. Thuggy Fresh, Maggie Noel. We up out of here. We'll holler at y'all. <laughs>